This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses our teacher, was considered to be the greatest prophet, and his defining trait was humility. And humility is the greatest form of charisma. It seems counterintuitive, but let's take a look at it. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. I take up a lot of space. I have a big voice, a big personality, and a lot of frenetic energy. And I came out this way. To quote Gaga, Baby, I was born this way. In fact, I don't remember a single time, even in my childhood, where I felt small or young. And of course, I was both of those things. Of course, I had no wisdom, and I had limited maturity, and I needed nurturing and tenderness. But it was hard for anyone to see that. I made certain that my demeanor was Teflon-coated and that no one would see me sweat. But. Judaism does not let us use our natures as an excuse to not do what a situation calls for, what is considered the higher level moral imperative in the moment that you're standing in. We like to build ourselves beyond our natural state into a state of holiness and alignment with our higher selves, which is the yearning of the soul. It's just really, really exhausting to live that way. But It's also the ultimate masterclass in mindfulness and the most rewarding of the human experiences. I tell you this because this past year, my own work in professional development and ultimately my character required that I take up a lot less space, that I diminish my footprint and share the spotlight in a significant way. And it meant looking at my sense of self in a way that only my children have motivated or catalyzed me to do. In an age that demands we step out of line, that we lean in, that we raise our voices and our fists, there is no real roadmap for dialing that all back these days. But there is a roadmap in Jewish life, and it is the foundation of the idea that humility is the state required for wisdom to enter us. Moses, or in Hebrew, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses our teacher, was considered to be the greatest prophet and closest to our creator than any other living being. And his defining trait was humility. And humility, we learn in the ethics of our fathers, is the greatest form of charisma. It seems counterintuitive. Let's take a look at it. In his tremendous book called Real Power, renowned psychotherapist Dr. David Lieberman teaches us the following. How do we work on humility, he asks? Just listen to this. The main detriment to creating positive connections is our ego, he writes. The body wants to feel good, the ego wants to look good, and the soul wants to be good. When we are driven by ego, we want to look and feel superior to others. 
In the path of the upright, or mesilas hasharim in Hebrew, we learn that this is an extremely difficult challenge to overcome. The desire to be on top leads to the negative traits of envy and pride and honor and anger, each of which builds barriers to connection. The key to negating the ego is humility. In his famous letter, the great Jewish commentator and writer, the Ramban, prescribes that we should view every person as greater than ourselves. If the other person is wiser or wealthier, you should honor him for that. If he's neither wiser nor wealthier, then you can realize he's probably less guilty than we are, since we have fewer extraneous pressures to sin and we have greater knowledge of Torah. This approach will allow us to subvert our ego and develop better relationships. Rav Cook, the first chief Ashkenazi rabbi of Israel, teaches that there are two forms of humility. The first type, he writes, in a famous essay, could be called circumstantial humility. Should someone be ill or suffering from poverty or a lack of talent or intelligence or social standing and so on, a person may feel vulnerable and insignificant. However, he writes, that's not genuine humility. Should circumstances change, newly found strength or wealth or prestige may very well delude us into believing in our own prominence and self-importance. He then goes on to say that true humility comes from a different, more objective source, awareness of our place in the universe. This sense of humility is independent of the vagaries of life's circumstances. It's based on recognition of our true worth, on insight into the essence of the soul, and a clear understanding of the nature of reality. Unfortunately, the fickle nature of the human mind allows us to be easily deluded into ignoring anything beyond our own egocentric world. How can we escape such delusions? He says, this trap may be avoided by recognizing the transitory nature of circumstances. Poverty, sickness, and so on have the power to make us aware of our intrinsic vulnerability. Awareness of our inherent potential for weakness can help us properly evaluate our true worth and thus attain genuine humility. Such lofty ideas from such brilliant minds. And intellectually, I absorbed it all and understood its importance. But subverting the ego is a little less simple. So this past summer, I joined forces with a woman not unlike myself to lead an educational program where both of us would need to share the stage, where neither of us could control the educational or emotional trajectory completely. In order to succeed, we both had to pull back and make space for the other. We needed to yield, to contract, for the purpose of the mission at hand. And we did it. And it was beyond effective. And I learned something so powerful about myself and about life. When you get out of your own way, when you focus on the end goal and not the ego, you can be even more effective than you dreamed. This week, can you take a look at where you might not lean in so far, where you might stay in line a little more, where you might 
still your voice and save your words. Because while the song is catchy and very danceable, we're not always on the right track, baby, even when we were born this way. Let's make room for others as well. And in doing so, we can expand ourselves in the process. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.